Can you put what it at the this? end of the? Well, then it'll be at the end of the second episode. <laughs> no, I'll put it. Uh, don't worry. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll release it. Where it, it is. I'll release it as its own podcast. All right, listen. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is gonna work with we, intro and outro. If music. we were. Settled here, Matt. Are you waiting on little old me? Always waiting on you, it seems. Well, jeez. I mean, <laughs> earlier you were I retra- definitely waiting on me, but I, re- I retract. Waiting on Matt. I retract my nice little saying and high-pitched voice. <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks, such a So that's that's all it takes, huh? Finally, correct the secret. I I would have said something like, "What? Oh my! Wow, you waiting nice. on me? Wow. <laughs> Bitch!" <laughs> Whoa. Of course you are. Wow, that's, that's taking a little far. Huh, if that's how you're going to be, I'm just going to... All my impressions will be mean. They won't even be impressions. They'll just be me being mean. <laughs> Matt Angry. The I'm <laughs> angry. The oh, oh you beat me in a board some stupid game or you... Some board. Some you, board. You beat me with you a board. You disagreed with me over something stupid that doesn't matter. I'm mad. Okay. It's me. Good, good, Matt good to know. Sh- Mad Schaefer. Seems about right. Well, now you guys are going to wait on me because I forgot I have to do a... Oh, really? <laughs> bastard. You. Waiting. Mm. I always think her, like, her eyes are going to pop right out. Like, I just go like this. <laughs> don't, don't do that to your <laughs> dog. Wow. That's so horrible. close to popping out. Even though like she doesn't show any discomfort whatsoever. That's probably horrifying. It's so, it's so, her eyes are so big. I mean, it's like, Chris, does it hurt when you when you do it to your eye? I don't think it is like discomforting. It's so, but it's nope, so, not at all. But I'm There's so much white. Do, I'm barely doing it. Like I can do it so much more, and her eye looks like it's about to go boop. Well, it's because all that white... Like you usually, right, her eyes like, are probably way bigger. Like than from that. the size, from the side, it looks like her eye is just about out right now. Like it looks like it's like, <laughs> like if I just did a little more, just go boop, and then I go, oh no, I'm sorry, Zelda. Yeah, well, pushing it back in. Oh, that'd be no. a fun. That'd be a fun story <laughs> to tell family. Oh, Pamela, I'm so sorry. Uh, it's, I was it's playing I mean, with clearly they would have popped out by now because she's always running around sometimes. <laughs> like so, <laughs> like if they were gonna pop out, they would have popped. out. If it out. was oh, that it easy for an animal's yeah, eye to pop exactly. out, exactly. It just uh, it just occurred to me right now that I don't even know why I look up the uh, uh, IMDb <laughs> of the Chris's Corner <laughs> movies. What, what is the? Why do I do this? There's. There's starring nobody, directed by nobody, written by nobody. Like. <laughs> And the synopsis, well, I'm just going to tell you it. So yeah, I'm just going to tell you well, what. Well, you got to make sure. I guess. <laughs> you got to make sure that, what? All right. You might be surprised sometime and be like, whoa, well, Steven, that one- Steven Spielberg was, <laughs> a, was a key grip on this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Anyway, hey, everybody. Welcome to Enter Critic, a podcast where each week we talk about movies, both new and on Netflix. This week, it's back on Netflix. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> In Netflix. Back in Back Netflix. in the Netflix. This week's movie, The Burbs. I'm Chris Klump. With me, as always... Ah, uh, screw you, man. Uh, ang- angry Matt. Angry Matt Schaefer. <laughs> I'm not saying so my name. You wouldn't, you wouldn't like him when he's peeved off. <laughs> <laughs> I turned into a slightly more... Not not really more intimidating, just not really mo- more and un- not really let louder either. Just, just more <laughs> uncomfortable to be around, I guess. No, not even that. Uh, nah, some people find it amusing. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sort of sort of big ball of pissy. <laughs> That's easily ignored. <laughs> it's easily ignored. 
Uh, and of course, Parker. Yeah, it's Parker. <laughs> that's that's who he is. <laughs> it is my name. That's the one. All right. Well, before we get into uh, uh, the burbs, and of course, uh, Chris's corner, my, my new favorite part of the podcast, to be honest with you, Chris's corner. Chris's corner. Uh, when you guys sing this, sing this song for no Starting reason. Starting a song early today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get into uh, let's get into some trailers here. Uh, the you mean first trailer? And only yeah. trailer we're going to talk about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jurassic World. Jurassic World. No, stop, stop. It's for our German listeners. No, we, we may not have him anymore. We don't know. <laughs> well, we might because as well make sure we don't. One episode <laughs> of Alienation isn't quite enough. Uh, okay, Thanks. Jurassic Thanks. Jurassic World. Twenty two years after the events of Jurassic Park. Isla Nublar is, is now features a fully functioning dinosaur theme park, Jurassic World, as originally envisioned by John Hammond. After 10 years of operation and visitor rates declining, in order to fulfill a corporate mandate, a new attraction is created to re-spark visitors' interest, which backfires not at all. Actually, it backfires horribly. Yeah, it, wor- it works so well. This which whole, works this whole out great. Nothing s- happens. The end. Which works out swimmingly. <laughs> yep. This uh, this this movie uh, is just all about the in and out of uh, corporate rebranding. That's the whole film. <laughs> Basically. Oh, this movie stars Chris Pratt, and I don't care who else is in it. That's all that matters. What? Come on. I know there's other people in it. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yep. Judy Greer. Yeah, uh, but I don't care about anybody. Jake else, Jake Johnson. I just want to see Chris Pratt. That's uh, all. I Vincent D'Onofrio, he's cool. Uh, yeah, Chris he's, Pratt he's is cool. the only but real. Chris Pratt's a bunch, the best. bunch of bunch of dinosaurs. Yep, <laughs> they're also in there. So, I'm pretty sure that Matt's not gonna have a whole lot to say. So, Parker, why don't you take the helm? So here. the best, the, the best thing about the like the lead up to this is the director. He's taking he's taking a page out of. Uh, James Gunn's book and and talking a lot about like the mm-hmm. process and like what he's thinking, especially when when leaks happen, he's just talking about them rather than just like denying them. them. Yeah, rather than getting <laughs> all weird. They do and not nonsense. exist. Uh, and and just the idea that that even though like I mean, and it's very true. This is what would actually happen. So even though there's this awful tragedy of Jurassic Park. Like even though that was like, oh, that's so failed and it was terrible. But we're going to try it again. We're going to do it better. <laughs> and then on top of it, we're going to succeed and no one's going to care after about a couple years. Yep. It's going to be like, oh, yeah, that's that thing. Because he's like, you know, you talked about how like all the technological advancements that we've had, no one cares about. Like, right. But if you took an iPhone and went to like 1980. Not and even 19. Like, you take it to 1995, <laughs> and I would lose my mind. You'd be like, check out what this can do, and like, and just show him a video on the video. Like, look, like, look, oh look, let me just Facetime with my friend. Hey, how you doing? Look, there he is. I'm talking to him. A mobile like, internet device. Like, that must be a bazillion dollars. Like, no, it was free with the newest plan I signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> they literally, I, I, literally I paid for it with my phone bill. <laughs> They're literally giving these away. Yeah, and it's like, it would be insane, but you are there for every step along the way, and so then by the time it happens, you're like, mm, yeah, this is cool. whatever. Which we'll realistically is probably what's... What, right. If, if we, what if would the, happen with this? If Jurassic Park was happening, you'd be seeing in the news, they'd be talking about it, it'd be like all the stuff. Anytime there was a tragedy, it would be all over the news for like a week, 
But then it would die out, and then then it would be like the good stuff, and then it would be like, oh, it's open for the business, and you'd hear about friends going, and then maybe you'd finally get to go. And yeah, the first few things, you'd be like, dude! But then like anything else, you'd just be like, yep, that's still dinosaurs. <laughs> you'd go back, <laughs> still you'd in get a, a season pass, and then you'd never use it. Yeah, you'd go it'd once. Be like, it'd be like Disney be like, World. you got to go twice to pay for itself. Ah, I didn't. I didn't go twice. I didn't, go, I didn't yeah. even go twice. Oh, it but they, they had the baby T Rex. We couldn't make it. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't. We couldn't get there. Uh, we so wanted to, but you know, it's a good it. cause. We supported it. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, like, we basically become the zoo. <laughs> we were real, we're really big dinosaur fans, but let's be honest, they're just really big animals. <laughs> yeah, but that's it's exactly so right. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. It would exactly become the zoo, happened. and yep. you'd go there. You'd get a season pass. Use it twice. Once with like your mother. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like I did. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's look, look, Grandma. It's the mosasaurus gonna eat the shark. There it is. There it is. Did again. But like, wasn't yeah, that cool? It, no. Okay. What a okay, what a wow. like what a good premise for for the movie to start out. Yes. That that makes it so like because otherwise it'd be like oh it's a park everybody's excited about it again and the same tragedy happens. Right. Like, exactly. It'd be like this is dumb. Nope. I don't want to see anything like this. But nope. Instead, it's ev- everybody is becoming bored. And corporate guys are just like we need to do. So we need to do something. Thing. Okay, let's let's make crazy new dinosaurs. Yeah, let's just invent <laughs> let's just invent dinosaur. dinosaurs. Seems like just a make good a idea. New one every I, season. I, yeah. I, I, I just love the It'd idea. Be like that, releasing a new roller coaster at a exactly. theme park. I, do, I just love the idea that Pokemon. <laughs> Check it out. New dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs. Collect them all. Um, <laughs> and I just love the idea that like Chris Pratt is like a a more charismatic Muldoon. It was yeah. just like, this is a terrible idea. Why are you doing this? This yeah. is an awful idea. This is the worst. What's going to happen they if it breaks out? It should all be destroyed. Yeah. yeah. That's what and I mean. like an even cooler Muldoon because he's like, he's like, not only does he, is he, in, you know, completely well-versed and respects raptors, but he's taken it to the next level where he is tr- he's trained them. That was the coolest scene in the trailer. And, <laughs> the was the only thing, <laughs> yeah. and that was the only thing that I could come up with. Is he's trained amazing. these raptors to be like his, his hunting buddies. Oh and I'm like, gosh. this is the best! <laughs> yes, I want to see him riding around on a motorcycle surrounded by three because raptors. Because really, I-, I heard people criticize, I mean, people have had lots of criticisms right, right. of this trailer. Obviously. Because these have been the villains, right? The, the right, the, really the biggest villains. But that's the even best, more. So. Oh, that's yeah. the best way yeah. to do a sequel, though. Yes. Absolutely. Always. What's the coolest thing about Terminator Two? Well, not right. the coolest thing, but one of the really cool yes. things about Terminator Two is that you take this ridiculous bad guy mm-hmm. who, like, you're terrified of yep. in the first one, and this time he's helping you out. Yep. And it gives you like this empowering sense of Absolutely. like, how can we fail now? Yeah, uh-huh. we have the worst. The thing we were scared of the most right. is now on our side. And then you can in- in- and introduce then, a T one thousand where you're like, fuck, and it's way this, worse than we thought. This fucking Super Rex, which <laughs> yep. has the intelligence of a raptor and the size <laughs> Cli- of a T Rex, yeah. and climbing can cloak. out of a thing, and, and you're yeah. just like, well, fuck. Now, the only thing that ups- this upsets me is we know one of these raptors, maybe all three of these raptors are going to die, uh. and my wife's going to grip my arm and cry. I'm going to be like, fuck, every In the line movie. of duty, I salute you raptors. <laughs> <laughs> but that was an awful, like when he goes barreling oh, out on yeah. the motorcycle, I'm like, yeah. I can only hope that at some point the motorcycle breaks and he's riding one of the raptors. <laughs> Please the make best. that. <laughs> that. That might best. be too good to happen. <laughs> that might be too awesome. That would know. be amazing. I don't know if I can handle Chris Pratt riding a raptor. And he gets Guns a, and he gets a bull whip. <laughs> and he gets a bullwhip and a revolver. Why stop at a raptor? <laughs> Have him riding a T-Rex with the pack of raptors following him. 
That would be amazing. That would be great. Oh, but like at this point, it's just. Right. I mean, this is the way to do a Jurassic Park sequel because it's like you can't just do another return to the park for people to get freaked out and chase right. around. Not oh, which... here's this abandoned island. Let's right. go back and oh, somehow hey. get somehow get in a situation where we lose control. It's like it's like uh, Friday the 13th. You know, it's like we need to make sure Jason's dead. Let's dig him up quick. <laughs> oh, he's still alive. Oh, God. Oh, we all separated. <laughs> guys, Why did we do that yeah, again? Guys, listen, we, we got to reopen the park. It's yeah. what Hammond would want. Oh, no, this is the worst. <laughs> Why did we think this was a good idea? Oh, the hubris. Uh, like it would just <laughs> every time. Oh, what did we think? Yeah. Whereas in this one, everything's going fine. Right. In fact, so fine that it's boring. Yeah. Like right. people are bored with it. Right. Because really, that's why you have to push the envelope. Really, put yep. enough put enough controls in place, and you know what the dinosaurs can do. It's just like running a regular zoo. There's right. already dangerous animals in zoo. There's no, there is. People get killed in zoos. Right. And then we haven't shut them all down. Yeah. So I mean, it makes and sense. And we should let's let. <laughs> I'm, shut using all the this, zoos down. I'm using this. I'm using this as my platform to shut go. all what the zoos down. What if this actually down. turns into like a blackfish type movie? <laughs> oh, like yeah. it completely no. takes a 180 you and shows like the oh, dinosaurs geez. being mistreated <laughs> and like all. And you're just like, oh, well, this is this is I'm probably sorry. somewhat relevant, but it's really depressing. <laughs> Jurassic World. See all these little. I don't know kids. if I wanted this. Pa- parents are shuffling their little kids out, bawling. You're like, oh, Why no. did they do that to the dinosaurs? Just uh, get back, get the car, Jim. Get in the car. Because the world is a terrible place, Jimmy. <laughs> That's all. I this love how all random us. children in 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 scenarios like this are all named Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> well, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't named Jimmy because I yeah. feel like I was six Damn forever. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Well. Yeah, very Jurassic- exciting. Oh, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. Jurassic World comes out uh, June 2015. All these movies, so twelve. All these movies are so far away. Yeah, I, I will say that the trailer doesn't have me as exciting as excited as the Star Wars trailer. First of all, because Star, Star Wars, Wars and it's been right. a longer time yeah. and all yeah. that since we've had like. It's a, it's a much bigger universe. I mean, yeah, you're talking about an island versus and, a and galaxy. And I do think the quality the quality of this trailer wasn't up to the Star Wars quality of the trailer. However, with what Parker was talking about, I, I am really into this film because of all. I think the director has said all the right things. Right, right. Um, he's, he's and I really, things. I really trust what's yeah. going on with this movie. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm very. And at this point, I feel like like Chris Pratt is a is a seal of approval. Until, yes. until we're proved wrong, I'm sure it'll happen where you're like, Eventually. Ah, now he's in dumb stuff. But like for now, he's hitting it out of the park right. every time. And, and it almost seems like he wouldn't, like you can kind of do the, well, he wouldn't have signed on if it wasn't as good as these other things he's in. You know? this, right. like, this is true. This he's, is true. he's in these other caliber of films. That, like, then again, he, he did sign on before... Guardians came out. Am I correct in thinking that, or is probably? But like you know, but like, but he the idea being that he and he was in stuff before that that was good. Right, right, right. And he's been reading these scripts and then being like, and like so like I feel like after you after you read the Guardians of the Galaxy script, and he's like applying for it, you know, or casting for it, auditioning, whatever. Like he's probably like comparing everything to that. <laughs> like, like, oh, absolutely! Holy crap, that's such a good script. <laughs> yeah. So no, I, I mean, agree, you know, like completely. you'd think that you wouldn't just be like, "Nah, I'll just be in this dumb nonsense that's total schlock." Right. You know? Yeah. Another cash in for Jurassic Park. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I just promising. think like when was the last time we were this excited about a Jurassic Park movie? The first one. 
Exactly. Because um, nobody, no, I don't remember anyone being excited for the second one. Well, I was I mean, I very guess, young then. I guess you were. Ex- I guess people were excited for the second one because it was just like, oh. But then once you saw it, you were like, oh. oh. I still, I like the second one. Is okay. But it's you not were too great. Young. No, I've watched you it again too recently. You're young to have an opinion. I've watched it again recently. Yeah, but you have nostalgia. It's, you can't. I don't have nostalgia. Right, I watched and I don't it again either, recently. It's, it's, it's bad, dude. I, I legitimately uh, think of the series, it has some of the best action scenes. It is. It is a good movie until they take the T Rex back not, to. It's not. It's not a smart. Uh, here's the problem with the second and third, and I I know we've talked about this before, and I will make it brief. The problem with the second and third one is that they're not smart movies like the first nope. one. Nope. They're dumb. Yes, they are. Get that fact out of the way, and they're really entertaining movies. The the second one has like a well, neither. Of but you then, have like, seen... but then that's like the whole point. Like, I don't, I don't need to see another dumb movie. There's but, so many better. There's so much better dumb movies. I don't need a. I don't need Jurassic. But Park with to make really good-looking Stan Winston dinosaurs, I don't know about that. I guess if I was a dinosaur dinosaur aficionado like you, that would make a thing. <laughs> no, I'm not an aficionado. I'm saying but there's like, no other. There are no other good. But I don't care about mo- dinosaurs. I'd rather just see a good movie that's stupid rather than <laughs> like I love Jurassic Park. It's great, but the other ones I just did not like at all. But I also wasn't mm-hmm. young enough. To have n- that nostalgia for me, you know. I don't know. There's lots of things that I watch and I did like when I was younger, and I think, wow, that has not aged well. And I still like. I, I mean, it has its problems. They both, yeah. both the sequels have their problems. I remember, I, I remember like almost nothing of the third one, <laughs> yeah. Except for I the third one is it. the least memorable. Because is, is, is is the third one where she like drop kicks that raptor out of a window? That's no, the that's the second one. one. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> where yeah. she when she spins around. Uh, yeah, she spins around. And yeah, hits a, yeah. and hits a how many pr- pound dinosaur with second, her? The second was pretty bad. 60 man. pound body. But right before that except, is when they go through the tall grass. One, except for that one scene um, where the, the, the thing is hanging and she's like on the glass. And the glass yes. is great. That scene's amazing. Yes. Like that scene. Thank you. That, that At least great. give me that's, that. That's some, okay, like, that's I agree. some that Hitchcockian cool. level yeah. of suspense. Yeah, that's that seems awesome. cool. Um, and I will say the beginning of the film kind of has like an Atari kind of feel to it. You guys see Atari? No, of course not. No, it's, a, it's a John Wayne film. Um, it's like, like it's like not a, a western. Game? It's not a like western. Also, it has no, pe- not Atari. Atari. Also, oh. Pete Possilwaite. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Is hell great. Yeah. He's great. He is great. He is great as Muldoon Junior. Yeah, uh, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so, all right. Well, moving on. To I again, I know you guys are just so excited for another it's gonna, another. Um, it's crazy. Now it's I asked everyone out there to watch this film. None of you watched it. It's okay. Spoil the hell out of it. Um, last last uh, time we talked about a movie called "Don't Look in the Basement," and it was an example. Don't. I, I literally don't even. Remember you don't remember it at all. I vaguely remember it. Just this was during. I said this was don't. during my. Yeah. This was during my rant about how awful uh, El- Elsa She Wolf of the SS is. This is pretty bad. Um, and I said a lot of times people ask me why do I watch these movies because ninety percent of them are terrible. Yes, but every once in a while I find a gem. I got to dig through a lot of crap. <laughs> But every oh, so this, is this the first Chris Corner that you actually enjoyed the film? Then I'm like, I recommend people watch this oh. movie. Okay, because up to the, up to great. now, no, up to now, it's been me it's going, been don't watch this. Okay. D- this All right, garbage. cool. I'm excited. Um, this movie is called "Don't Look in the Basement." It was also tagged as "The Forgotten." It came out in 1973. Right, that's what IMDb comes up as "The Forgotten." 
Um, I mean, as well. I mean, as well. But like, that's the main title they're saying it is, even though yes. the poster says "Don't look." At yeah, it. it was. It was that was one thing under uh, Grindhouse Films. Depending on which distributor got it, they would change titles often. Um, so it depended on where it was being shown. It was either shown as the Forgotten or Don't Look in the Basement. This it is nineteen seventy three. Yeah. Um, it was often paired with the West Craven, uh, the first West Craven film, uh, Last House on the Left. They would often do a double feature in drive-throughs with this movie. Um, Matt, did you, uh, did you pull it up on the IMDb? Yes, I did. You want to read off that? Sure. Uh, also, it's very confusing because <laughs> I looked it up via The Forgotten, and then the poster just says, Don't, don't look, look in, in the, the basement. basement. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're really yeah. like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, a young psychiatric nurse goes to work at a lonesome asylum following a murder. There, she experiences varying degrees of torment from the patients. Okay. This that movie... Yep, yep, not yep. to not to get on you, but like that is literally what I had just said about the IMDb page before you said it. Oh, I I was looking it up while you were saying. I know, it. I know, I know, but it's just I love that. I literally was like, yeah, it's weird. IMDb says the forgotten, but the post. I know you. I know you said that, but I didn't know if you commented. I don't know. I don't. Matt just sometimes I just it. I just love it. Sometimes I just get in this half consciousness where like I I hear things. <laughs> you don't ever like, change. But I'm don't not ever change. really. <laughs> you're like not just really taking in, them in. You're like in 2001. It's full of stars. Yeah, you're it's just God. in another world. It's full of stars. <laughs> don't ever change, Matt. I'm just saying it's 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 become you now. Uh, so a little background to it's actually early onset Alzheimer's. Yep. <laughs> a, little, a little background to how I discovered this movie. So like I said uh, a few weeks ago. Um, for a while, I would just roll into Suncoast Video with 10 bucks in my pocket. And I'd go, what is the biggest piece of garbage I can find for $10 to watch tonight? Um, and that's when I brought home some real, real winners, like uh, Satan's Cheerleaders, like um, <laughs> just Satan's Cheerleaders alone is enough, but like other films like Zombie Honeymoon, mm -hmm. th things like that. Um so I saw this. The the poster is not the picture that was on the cover. The cover just says, don't look in the basement. And there's a woman holding her head, kind of screaming in, in agony. And I'm like, yep, this this baby's coming home with me. <laughs> um, sat down, started watching it. It is exactly, in the beginning, it's exactly what you'd expect. It is a zero-budget horror film. The special effects are, agree like, they're terrible. They are some yeah. of the worst special effects I've seen, even in 70s films. Um, and it starts out with a doctor working with a patient with an axe. The patient is, like, chopping wood or something ridiculous. Like, I don't know why he's <laughs> doing it. He's chopping wood, oh, and the doctor's like, okay. yes, with every stroke, uh, you get that much closer to redemption. And I'm like, whatever, this is, this is, this is good. This is exactly what I want. Um... And then the patient accidentally kills the doctor. The nurse sees it. She freaks oh out gosh. and runs off. And then that's the beginning of the, that happens in like the first thirty seconds. Of the wow. Movie. Now, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm a little concerned about how I want to review this here because I don't. Part of me wants to go into what like why if I tell everybody why it's good, it ruins the twist. Okay. Of the movie, we'll try to do it without doing that. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> or just do it. No, I mean, no. You, I think you can talk about it without ruining it. I mean, like, you, yeah, you don't have to talk about not, it. Not not knowing the movie at all. I think you can do it. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, from there, we are introduced the, to the, the budget the, is estimated to be a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it was nothing. Wow. It was nothing. Even back then, that's like nothing. Then we are introduced to a young woman who is the new nurse that was supposed to come on that. It happens like the day after, and she's introduced to another doctor on the premise that we weren't introduced to before. I'm trying to remember these characters' names. They're not really memorable. Uh, we got Jane. We yeah. got Harriet. <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So, <laughs> what is revealed? This woman, um, the, the 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 doctor, takes her around and states that the head doctor, the one that was killed, was doing a new form of psych- psychiatric care, where instead axe. of, where <laughs> instead of, um, <laughs> instead of surviving. <laughs> He would get yeah, killed. Yeah. Instead, in, <laughs> instead of uh, people with with these problems being told that they're not real, the problems like like they're like. There's one guy there who believes he's a judge. There's another guy there who is like used to be in the military who still believes he's in the military. So they're so, told they're they're confirmed. Like they're like they're like yes, you are. To so believe that that it's it's true, so that yeah. they can work through it. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's the thing. So the guy who used to be a sergeant in the military is encouraged to wear his battle fatigues and run around the campus. Oh, that's pretty scary. This reminds me of... That's, uh, a, that's a pretty good premise, though, of like an insane asylum where everybody in it is like f- in- encouraged to do the crazy crap exactly. they're doing. This, this reminds me of Bubba Hotep. Not because they're encouraged to do it, but, but they, 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 they are doing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so this woman is beginning her... her time working here yeah um it's very recall like there's there's no like phone or anything like um and bizarre things start happening to her and around her like the patients start being muted like so like one woman uh loses her tongue and it is determined that she cut it out herself right doctor's not sure and blah 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 the the twist this is the type of movie where i'm watching it and for an hour i think it's an hour and a half i think it's a straight 90 90 89 minutes 89 minutes for the first hour it's like by the numbers just horror of okay. the time so okay. it's just right. kill explanation another kill explanation okay and then by by an hour i want to say an hour and 10 maybe it's even an hour and 15 minutes like the, the, there, there there's comes a twist. Left. There's not much left, and then there's a twist, and it's one of those things where I'm watching it kind of half-heartedly, just kind of enjoying it. Well, and then the reveal happens, and I'm like, "Whoa, slow the fuck down! What? Hmm. That's what's happening? You're shitting me!" And then the movie becomes horrifying. Oh, not wow. in a not in a cheesy campy manner. Right. It's still cheesy and campy because the special effects are right. God it still awful. Stays the same, but. It's one of those things where I'm watching it going, and and again, th- this, like a lot of 70s horror, it does require you to pay attention. It does require right, you to put right. forth a little bit of effort right. in thinking about the premise. But when you actually, it sinks in, I was just like, holy shit. Hmm. This cool. is heavy. And then it, it goes on for the next like 15 minutes. Which is minutes. not something you usually say to a grindhouse. No, no, not at all. Uh, it's that's, almost, that's almost like anti-grindhouse to say that. Yeah. Towards a grindhouse yeah. movie. Yeah, I, I would say if this film was given a budget and a respectable director mm-hmm. behind it, everyone would have seen this movie hmm. because of like like I said, the last 
15 minutes is me just going, wow, that's nuts. Hmm. Um, it's so damn good. You can see it right now on YouTube. It is in its entirety on YouTube. At least it was last I checked. Um, Do you have a... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't have to find it. Uh, it's buried somewhere in the rest of my Krakos collection. I'd like to watch it. But it is it is a damn good movie. Hmm. Um, like I said, the first hour is just laugh out loud like, ah, oh, this is stupid grindhouse, you know, whatever. And then the last, like, 20, 15 minutes, you're like, holy crap. Wow. Damn. Um, nice. So I thoroughly recommend it. This is the first time. This is confusing. You're confusing what? the listener. What's happening? Yeah, this is the first time. Listener, don't worry. On on a, on a Chris's Corner. I'm sure next time he'll have something horrible that you don't need to watch. Oh, oh. <laughs> wait, you guys. Oh, boy. I can't. I can't. I can't. Is, this the, is this the picture that you saw? Yes. Back in the yes. Um, yeah, uh, the next, the so next the, movie. Uh, the, he did direct two other movies. I wonder if you would like him because a lot of the same people are in them, too. Oh, SF Brown. Scum of the Earth and Don't Open the Door, which even looks exactly like the same type of... Oh, my God. Yes, it does. I love how many... I love how many... Keep my grave open. I love how many Grindhouse titles actually do start with Don't Do Something. Oh, yeah. 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 Don't... But breaking news for Chris, in post-development, starring Harriet, Camille... Camilla Carr... Who played Harriet in the first one? Okay, it I I D or id don't look in the basement too. Wow, you're kidding me! Coming out 2015. You're kidding me! You ready for this premise? In 1972, the patients and doctors at Stevens Sanitarium were brutally murdered. Over 40 years later, the only known survivor returns, only to find the ghosts of the past have not been resting in peace. All right, that could be awful. <laughs> I don't know. It, I really it has hope- nobody in it, and it's directed by a nobody. So it probably will be t- terrible, but it's odd that they would bother revisiting a franchise like without even having the original director involved at all or anything. Yeah. Like It's weird that they would even bother going back to that movie randomly. I, I just, wow. I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited. I'm going to make that statement. A little excited about this. Um, but no, do do go check out Don't Look in the Basement or The Forgotten. It can be found on uh, YouTube in its entirety for free. Um, pretty decent rip uh, as well. Hmm. Um, or if you ask me nicely, I might mail you my copy. Uh, <laughs> I'll just watch it at your house. That's as, all I need to do. Uh, as long as I know, I'll get it back. So... Just come to Chris's house. He Just lives. My house. He lives at this address, which I won't. It's not. It, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be hard <laughs> to find my house. And the second you go there, it'd be like, we can't go in there because this is depressing. We can't go here. This is backcountry. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, this is the first and maybe the only time I will suggest uh, you watch a Chris's Corner. Um, I I so wish I could spoil. Maybe that's what I'll do next week. Is go into the why of it of why it's so damn good that's good yeah take two chris's corners give people a chance to watch it yeah because it's oh. funny that, that i was just looking through i always while you're talking i always look through the imdb page to see like if these people ever did anything else whatever the one guy was great michael harvey who plays dr stevens 
So he's in it for like 15 seconds. Okay, so he's the guy who dies in the beginning. Yeah, he dies in like the first okay. minute or two. <laughs> his, his career, that was his last movie. Damn. So like versus everybody else, it might have been their first movie. He started in 1940, and he was in like a lot of uncredited things, but a lot of like westerns, and then he was in some World War II movies, and like Berlin Express and all these things, Bodyguard, all like uncredited and mixed in with that. Perry Mason, all you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden, The Forgotten, 1973. That's it. Wow. <laughs> Apparently, he, wait, what? Oh, oh, I read the t- <laughs> I read the date wrong and it said died. I thought it said 1955. I was like, what? <laughs> but it says 1995. Uh. But yeah, so like from 1973, he, he was like, I retire. After The Forgotten, he was like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. done. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I've experienced I accomplished what I needed to. <laughs> it went on to live for 20 more years, but was like, nope, I'm done with this. Yeah, I'm done with movies. So, <laughs> But yeah, I like I said, check it out. It's, oh, it's so good. So, All right. Moving on to our feature presentation. We saw The Burbs. An overstressed suburbanite and his paramilitaric neighbor, struggle to prove their paranoid theory that the new family in town is a front for a cannibalistic cult. This movie stars. Get get ready for this cast list. I love this cast list. It is a great we cast. We have Tom Hanks, Bruce Dern. Great Bruce Dern. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like really good Bruce Dern. This is this is what, like what was what was the other what Tremors level Bruce Dern? Is he Tremors? I don't think he was in Tremors. Who am I thinking of? You were thinking of. Um, I always think it's the other guy. Yeah, I, I can't remember that dude's name, but no, Bruce Dern was not. No, in he was in a recent, another him. recent film that we reviewed or talked about. Who, Bruce Dern? No, like the guy, <laughs> the guy from Tremors, which oh, I can't okay. remember the name of. Fred Ward. Yes. Yes. Oh, Fred Ward was in uh, Escape from Alcatraz. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, Corey Feldman. <laughs> yeah. I, I love Corey Feldman in this. Corey Feldman Being is great. so vintage. Oh, Corey yeah. He, is, he, oh, like, he just so wandered great. on the set. Like He's not even playing a character. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have Harry Gibson. I love Her- uh, uh, Henry yeah, Gibson. He's so great. Um, uh, and, of course, <laughs> I, I'm only going to bring it up because it'll bug the hell out of you guys. Richard Picardo, who was in Star Trek Voyager. Okay, great. <laughs> Tom Hanks and Carrie Fisher. Oh, uh, yes. Great together. So... Oh, and of course, directed by the great Joe Dante, who has done such great work as the Gremlins. Uh, he's done other stuff, but let's be honest. Some really good Gremlins. like late 80s, early 90s yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, Inner Space. So great. Inner Space. Inner Space is great. Man. Um, Out of control with yeah, Inner Space. So, so good. good. Uh, he's also done. I'm trying to think what else he's done other than those two things. I think those are the big there, the, highlights. It, it's the, all three of those, just those, right? Gremlins, Inner Space, and Burbs. Yep, are great examples of like a movie that has legitimately scary parts. And I mean, Inner Space is not scary so much as like thrilling, but then just like comedy. Yeah, like yeah. hilarious comedy. Usually, it's like just a comedy, or or just oh. a thriller, scary thing. But like this is like it's like split right down the middle. Yeah. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. I I haven't seen anybody really pull it off in the same way. No. I mean, I guess maybe like Edgar Wright to some extent. Like you know, like you got like Shaun of the Dead and and World's End, where it's like legitimately yeah. scary parts from a that type of movie, right? right. Like an invasion film and a and a zombie film, like legitimately good uses of that that genre. 
Like where you're like, Whoa, I would say geez. Cabin of the Woods is also Cabin in the Woods a great option yeah. as well. But yeah, like like not not that many people right. do it. Like no. not that many people. Like th- some people try and fail miserably. Mm-hmm. Well, and Joe Dante, I, I feel the need to point out, Joe Dante also directed The Howling. That was one of his first films. Wow, yeah, which is just straight up horror. Right. Uh, there's the no comedy nothing, in that at all. Nothing yeah. funny in the Howling. Um, but then he kind of found, I think he found his niche in the, the 80s Definitely. and then kind of fell off in the 90s. Yeah. Because, um, like, Gremlins is terrifying. Absolutely yeah. horrifying. But, like, Gremlins so definitely has silly. very scary it's parts. It's also right. so silly at times. But, like, that scene when she's, like, in the house and the, and the record skipping, do you hear what I hear? Well, even... Do you hear <laughs> yeah. what I hear? Over and like, over again. Like, oh, my God. I even was the terrified. Gremlins themselves, I remember being both scared and amused <laughs> yes. by them as a kid. Somehow. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know whether to be s- yes. frightened by them right. or laugh at them. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That that is that even is even though they're like the, the gremlins like uh, like they're terrified. They should be terrified. Yeah. Like they're small, they have long claws, they have And they teeth, do really and they, horrific right. stuff. They never do like Gremlins too, obviously silly, but like this, like they don't do anything funny. Mm-mm. But no, like yet I'm no. still like, what is happening? Again, I I always state Gremlins is a perfect example of why we hated children in the eighties. <laughs> Yes. Because Gremlins is kind of a kid's film, and it's kind of fucked up. (laughs) So, uh, let's just jump right into it here. Guys, what did you think of The Burbs? Now, this is your first time seeing it. I had never seen it. Whereas me and Parker, I think I saw it as a kid. I had seen bits and pieces, as with all these like big 80s movies, but a lot of times I was too young to watch them when they were big. So they would be shown on TV or whatever, and and I'd see bits and and pieces. And after a commercial break, you tune out or something. Sure. So, but this is, yeah, this is the first time I had viewed it the whole way through, and I really appreciated it because had I watched it when I was a kid, I know one thing that I wouldn't have appreciated nearly as much as Bruce Dern, right? because I've seen his career now more through the lens of the past five, six years, yeah. Yeah. whereas this is a much younger Bruce Dern, so you see all that stuff that, that he, he's still great at, but it's just a different... It's kind of a different energy. I mean, mm-hmm. he, you have him here. They're almost playing him up to be younger than he is because he's dating this blonde bombshell who's like <laughs> maybe thirty, maybe, right. yeah. maybe. Um, you know, so they're they're kind of trying somehow to play up that he's either younger than he really is, or for whatever reason, he's acting out as this really young guy by marrying this young girl or whatever. Right, so, right. And he's just crazy. Um, the crazy ex-military guy. Yeah, he's just the the quintessential uh, ex-Vietnam um, yeah. <laughs> vet who's just like sch- schizophrenic. Oh! Yeah, he's definitely some crazy ex-military guy. Um, then you have, I forget the dude's name, the actor's name. Um, who plays his next next-door neighbor? Yeah, uh, Tom Hanks' character is like good buddy. Uh, Rick... Do Coleman. Yeah, yeah. Who's great. He hasn't done a whole lot else notable. Um, Die Hard. He was in Die Hard for a bit part. Um, who was he in Die Hard? He, play, he plays the uh, the electrician who doesn't want to cut the power because he's like, I don't know what it's going to do. I mean, I can cut, shut it down. We have to shut oh, down the grid. Oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah. That's, all, that's all he does. That's oh, the and man, I can almost picture him. Who is he in Groundhog Day? I didn't even know he was in Ooh, Groundhog Day. I know who he is. He's one of the drunk guys. Yes, he's one you're of the right. drunk guys at the bowling alley. You're right. You're right. <laughs> he's the guy who's like, I don't think you should drive. <laughs> yes, that's yes right. that's right. I don't think I should be driving he either. He plays a great <laughs> slob. Yeah, um, <laughs> he's great in this. This is the this is a guy like uh, 
I don't know what he does. He's just right. around. He just hangs out. <laughs> yeah. He's like all excited because his wife's away. So he's like, yeah, big, big bachelor week. Woo. Like yeah. Just, <laughs> that scene in the kitchen when he's just eating all the food. He ends up like getting a big After handful of After nearly shooting Tom Hanks in the head. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, are you cooking in there? I love when he's like he's, he's scarfing down all their food. He's going through their fridge. He gets a big help on a dog food because he doesn't know what. He's just grabbing anything in sight. Uh, and uh, he is just, I love the fact that his character is completely unable to be convinced otherwise that the people who live next door are uh-huh. cannibals. Right. One of my favorite features of this movie is it's um, it's essentially a mystery. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, essentially. It's essentially a mystery because you are trying to figure out as the viewer what do, what is up with these neighbors right and the bigger question you're in the same boat the bigger like, question really because you know there's two possibilities right either they are doing something really crazy and right. you're going to find out and it's going to be like oh holy crap wow that's what they were doing or they're actually innocent the whole time, and it's that classic sitcom setup right, of, right. Like, oh, it was just a series of mishaps right. in which yeah. it made it look like they were doing all these right. weird, crazy, awful things, but right. they were really just perfectly normal. Like the, like the Simpsons rear window yep. joke where, yep. he, and where he kills the ficus plant yeah, <laughs> buries it. <laughs> what I think makes this movie pretty much a, a classic is the way it elegantly... Mm-hmm presents what actually happens. You go it, you go back and forth as the viewer yes. of which side you're on. I remember watching this as a kid and just being enthralled by it cuz I'm like, well, cl- clearly there's these people are crazy. Right. Clearly they're doing they're, they've murdered people. Um and then in those scenes where you're supposed to feel that way, the movie is shot like almost beat for beat horror. Yeah. Where you have the reveal of them like digging in the rain and they're wearing yep. this yeah, cloak yeah. and hood Jeez, and they're just so like good. they're not even just digging they're like violently right. digging <laughs> um and tom hanks is just watching this almost in like shock yeah. of like right. what is going on but then you have the scenes where they're like daring each other to ring the doorbell because the one guy just came out <laughs> and it's like again it's a comedy at that point like right. they go up there and they're like all right we're gonna ring the doorbell and the bees come out and then they're stumbling all <laughs> yeah. over the place getting I mean, that's stung like, that's like classic like this is like a classic tom hanks uh, like of his like slapsticky yeah yeah this, that is, he, this is like right. was that so bachelor party that. yeah exactly. stuff like that like so many great movies he was in you know like money pit and all these other mm, things yeah like, we're just like ah! The, the, the joke is him falling through the <laughs> the, uh, the the porch and or something yeah. like that. To counterpoint um, Bruce Stern's relationship with his wife, when I I watched this with uh, Christina and we both remarked at how Tom Hanks, because we have grown up with him, right, and he's grown old with us. He looks so young right. in this movie, yeah. and when you see him with Carrie Fisher who we've always associated sort of like, she's sort of frozen in our memories as as Princess Leia, who's not a young girl. No. Like, she's no. clearly a grown woman. Yes. And, and and we both remarked that, like, well, that seems odd that he's married. To, and, and it also has to do with how her hair's done up in this movie. Yeah. But she looks like a grown woman. Right. Whereas, Whereas he, he almost looks, looks like a kid. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like this is weird. And he's th- like, and also he's like a family man. <laughs> he looks like he's like in his. This lower is also 20s. straight up in like his big right? era. Yeah, right. Where like he's he's 
pretending to be a child. Right. So so it was an, in, an, interest, an interesting thing about how their respective careers almost made us like do a double take and uh-huh. be like, wow, he's so young in this. Yet right. with Carrie Fisher, that, like, that's the only age we ever knew of her. Right, right. She's just like, oh, well, Carrie Fisher's there. I mean, she's like at least in her 30s probably. She looks right. like a grown woman. So it was just an interesting little little thing. Um, and then, of course, to bring it all home of just like you, you have this like triad of insanity. You, you, you know, you have Bruce Dern who's just happy to be back doing something. <laughs> um, and bringing way too many firearms into the mix. Yeah, way, way too many just military stuff. And then and then you have uh, Rick Tuconum's character who's just like, you know, art. He's just like, they're clearly something's wrong. No matter what evidence yeah. they find yeah, the for or against, it's yeah. just, it all points directly to them. And then you have Tom Hanks, who just wants to be on vacation. <laughs> he doesn't want to be doing any of this, but he has no choice because he, he shares gets sucked a property line. Yep, he gets sucked into it. <laughs> and, then, and then bringing it all together is Corey Feldman, who's just like, there just for the being, popcorn. Yeah, he's just yeah. he's just this fucking hesher who's just <laughs> hanging out on his porch. He, his parents are clearly like away on vacation and he's supposed to be painting the house, but instead he's inviting all of his shithead hesher friends over mm-hmm. to smoke pot, <laughs> eat pizza, and watch on their front porch. Just like <laughs> applaud at every new development. Yes. Every time oh, like, he fell off his roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Like, like this is Woo! I even love that. Why, why go to the movies? This is better than the movies. This is my neighbor. <laughs> yeah. In that um, way that only Corey Feldman can deliver a line. O- like only that. Corey Feldman can do that. No one else. <laughs> Anyone else should be like, "What is this happening?" Yeah. And yeah. that like, that kind uh... of that kind of character can only exist <laughs> in like the late eighties. No, 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 no. There's no way they're pulling that off in the nineties. Yeah, no. this, not happening. I, I feel like this character <laughs> is like a small hop, skip, and a jumping away than some of the characters that uh, Shia LaBeouf <laughs> used to do. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. in the context of like the post millennial generation, you're just like, dude, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I really do not like this yes. young man. But in but in this context, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. he's great. Yeah, I know. What a you should have. You should you should hate Corey Feldman, but you're like, this is wonderful. Yeah. Look at him. Look at him being a dick. This is great. Um, yeah. <laughs> The, the the actual uh, uh, actors who play the Klopex, there's three of them. Yeah. Um, the only one who's done anything of note is uh, Henry Gibson, who's, who's in like, Blues Brothers. He's been yep. in a bunch of other stuff. Um, so good. The guy that got to play the the uh, Reuben, yeah. his name is Brother Theodore. <laughs> this dude, I don't know where they found this guy. <laughs> yeah, he's he is cr- he looks like something out of like. A Mel Brooks movie. Yeah. Like you would have thought that yeah. he was in uh, Young Frankenstein or something. Yeah. <laughs> he he looks the role so well. And then the guy who plays Hans, uh, Courtney Gaines, um, that dude is creepy as fuck. Yeah. Uh, he's actually the first the you know, the first clopack you see. He's like, right. He's just sitting out there scratching his <laughs> neck beard. And he's like, look at all. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I, I absolutely love like again the, the the back and forth the 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 amount of information that is that is kind of kind of let out in the script, mm-hmm. um, to the point where when they do decide to break into their home and start looking for a body, you the audience are like completely on their side. Mm-hmm. Right, you're like they are completely justified in doing this insane act. Who thinks about... Who goes right. like, 
oh, clearly there's a body. We're not going to contact the cops. Right. We're not going to. Yeah. We're taking all of this into our own hands because we got this. <laughs> yep. We're not going to look again into like this again. That, that's another thing that can only be in the eighties. Like right. And, and movie now would just be like, all right, well, everybody's going to make fun of like how like it, why would anybody do that? Yeah, but like yeah, in the eighties, right. you just do that, you and just then everybody's like, it. "Yeah, let's yeah. do it." Like, why? <laughs> why wouldn't we inquire as to where the other neighbor went? That we're pretty sure they've killed, but we don't know. Right. Like, why right. wouldn't we call somebody? Yeah, it's just like well, they're dead. No, no, we're just gonna <laughs> De- break into this dead. home. <laughs> and even at that point, we have the the almost uh, almost like this 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 mission like men on a mission feeling of like all right we're gonna go in and even then it goes right back to art being a dick right. and just being funny and stupid <laughs> and a buffoon and it's perfect it's hilarious yeah. when he gets blown off that trance the trance uh um <laughs> yeah. oh my god the, the power lines yeah he gets blown yeah the yeah. transformer gets blown into the shed and he's like ah ah my feelings are hot ah and he's like trying to get a credit card and they're all melted together yeah. i'm like this is perfect that's exactly what this needs his fingernails are all black and yeah. shit i love it um, and then of course that big ending with the the house exploding, uh, and you see Tom Hanks just walking. My <laughs> favorite that, that's my favorite scene in this movie is the aftermath of that. And by the way, this is this always goes for our Netflix episodes, but you really need to watch this movie before you because we're gonna spoil it. We always do. Yeah. But uh, this movie I'm gonna, I'm gonna spoil it right now. So yeah, watch the twists it. upon um, twists. My favorite scene in the entire movie is when Tom Hanks has that like monologue. Yeah. He's like we're and the he, ones who are crazy. And he it's great social commentary of like how often is it in our lives and like as Americans that we see people as being different. Right. And we ostracize them and terrorize them and then we take a look at what we're doing and right. we're actually the ones we're far worse than what we were ever afraid of right. to begin with. Right. Our fears have culminated in within our own selves. Mm-hmm. And the movie makes some great like social commentary right. and it really hits home. And what's perfect <laughs> is that it's actually wrong. Like yeah. in the context yeah. of the movie, it's wrong. Yeah, right? exactly. Because, and it makes you like you're so sure. Like surely, no no movie would ever go so far to make right. these <laughs> to make very valid like <laughs> yes. points that are cl- hitting very clearly. It's and, almost like, like it's almost like a very very ahead of its time like South Park level humor. Yeah, right. They're known for like having these things where they have this like wrap up. That like really, you're like, oh, whoa! And sometimes they that go along me, with it. That yeah. makes me like really understand that other right. group of people that I thought I hated, and then all of a sudden, it's like, nope, <laughs> like never mind. They actually like, did it. <laughs> 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 and that, no, that, that, and that's what. Oh, the ending of this film is yeah. perfect when he has that monologue. And again, my, fa- my one of my favorite parts is when he's like. I'm sick. I need to go. And he just lays down on the gurney. And then he just gets, he's so <laughs> furious. He's so furious. He picks it up, hurls it into the, the, the if ambulance, you- <laughs> jumps in after, goes, I need to go to doctor. And then Harry Fisher goes, all right, well, we'll follow you and figure out which hospital. Goes, okay. <laughs> like, he's not okay. even looking up. He's just so <laughs> physically and mentally yeah, the exhausted. End, the end of this movie has some vintage, like, Prime Tom Hanks yelling. Yeah, yeah it's oh, yeah. so he has the best. Pissed. He has the, he does best, have yell. the best yelling voice. Um, 
And then, of course, the very end when it's revealed, like, nope, the Klopex are criminals. They're <laughs> yep, insane. Totally been, butchered people. They've been butchering people for years. Yeah, yep. Um, Just not what you thought yeah. <laughs> yeah, at that the, moment. They've been hiding them in the trunk of their car, not the backyard. Oh, my um, gosh. And of course, what I what I absolutely love is the very like the very end when they're when they're all wrapping it up, and you see Art like doing TV interviews, going like, <laughs> "I think what this means is that uh, we're not going to take it in suburbia. Like, yeah. uh, we're coming for you. We're coming." And Bruce Dern's character's like, "Oh, we got him, neighbor." Like, neither one of them have learned a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> In their mind, they're completely well, they're validated. Justified. Yeah, they've completely been completely justified, justified in everything they're thinking of. Um, oh and then, of course, that perfect ending, just with Corey Feldman just going, "Man, I love this town." <laughs> and I'm like, "Yes, perfect. Oh, so I great. love it." Um, this movie scared the shit out yeah. of me as a child. Oh, like, yeah. I watched it. I saw a it kid. way too young. Uh, as most '80s films. Yep. Uh, prove we we saw them way too early yep um my parents rented it my mom used to work at a uh library in honeybrook so we got free movie rentals nice. and i abused the fuck out of that as a child um and i, I forget i think my parents brought this home because they were like we've heard good things about this the yeah, burbs movie got tom hanks in it. yeah it's got tom hanks in it, again who was a at that point still a, a rising star no i think at that point it started risen and he was like a media darling at oh. that point well yeah um and he had done like like you said like big, uh, uh you know uh, uh, like family not family or friendlier films right. Um, the dream sequence now as an adult <laughs> the dream sequence is silly and right. dumb yeah. But oh at, as as a twelve year old, that yep. dream sequence is like when the chainsaw comes through the wall. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't realize this. This was my introduction to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The scene when he's flipping through the TV. Really? The, the, oh, the, and they the, show it, right? Yeah, yeah, because he shows it shows like some satanic oh, yeah. cult thing, which I didn't yeah. recognize. Then it shows the Exorcist, and the next thing is Leatherface barreling through a wall. That's Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. I didn't know that as a kid. Right. Only knew that well, was, years There was later. like a third or fourth. There was a couple things there where I was like, I bet Chris knows what this is. Yeah. I like like clips of something. Or well, it, it was which I also remarked, when is even during Halloween there aren't this many horror movies on TV? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's another thing I thought. Like, wait a minute, The Exorcist and Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. I want I want channel apart. Yeah, I want that cable <laughs> provider. That's my cable provider. Um, and then of course after the dream sequence, when he's like comatose, drinking orange juice, uh, watching Mister Rogers, <laughs> and it's like. This is wonderful. This yeah. is great. Um, I do. I do love their reaction when Carrie Fisher tells me can't come out, and they act like little kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're like <laughs> scuffing their feet, and they're like, oh, "Can't he come out to p- please? Can't he come out? Oh, come on!" Um, <laughs> so wow, Tom Hanks. So I guess his first movie movie was Splash. Really. Uh, yeah, before oh. that it was all TV stuff. I did not know that. Some movie in 1980 called He Knows You're Not Alone. Who knows what that oh, is? Oh, I have no idea. But yeah, and I've actually seen Splash, and then... Well, like, Bosom the Buddies was like his big thing. Oh, yeah, he Bosom Buddies was, that for was so huge. Long. <sighs> or, well, it might not even be Right, the TV, yeah. It, it felt right, long. Right, right. <laughs> well, it was only two seasons, yeah, three seasons. Yeah, I was going to say... But that was back in the day when seasons could be 37 episodes long. 
American t- American TV was going for the long haul back then. Yeah, v- Dragnet, Vig. Oh, Dragnet, Dragnet. Oh, dude, is Dragnet on Netflix? We should do a Tom Hanks block and just do Dragnet next. Okay, and then Joe. I was wondering when Joe versus the Volcano came out because right. I I thought it was around this time. I wasn't sure, but it actually came out a year after this, mm-hmm. which is another movie. Again. I've seen bits and pieces. I know the basic layout of the movie, but I've never seen. So add it, Netflix, so that I Get can watch it. it for this podcast. Get on it. <laughs> Listen to me, Netflix. Listen. <laughs> yeah, this. Uh, I can't say enough good things about this movie. It, I, I rewatch, I've seen it like four or five times. I rewatched it for the podcast, and I was like, heck yeah. Still entertaining. Still holds up every every step of the way. Um, still, still that, that reveal of them like, Digging in the backyard still gives me, you know, chills, even though I know better. I'm just like, that's great. Like, no one digs like that in the rain. Like, that's nuts. (laughs) So It's amazing to me that that Tom Hanks was on an episode of Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, I saw that, too. Like, it's weird. Like, you'd think that he was already too big of a star to To go back to TV. Yeah, TV show. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Well, uh, let's, uh... Put a rating on this bad boy here. What do you What do you guys think? Mm. I'm gonna give it. Um, I'm gonna give it 300 out of 330 bees. <laughs> bees. Not the bees. Nice. Bees. Nice. There's so many good bees things. Absolutely, there is. I'm gonna give it three out of three clopex. Nice. <laughs> I am going to give it one out of one two pays. <laughs> nice. Because uh, you know you know about these old guys. They never go anywhere without their hair. <laughs> I feel like a two pays a really good plot device. It's a really yeah. good red herring. Yeah. Oh, two yeah. two pays always make really good red herrings. <laughs> um, but if you look up red herring in the film dictionary, you'll get a picture of a two pay. <laughs> so. Sure. Uh, as always, we recommend. I mean, you should have watched it already, but if you haven't watched it, for the love of God, go watch it. It's hilarious and terrifying, and it's great, and it's one of the few works that Corey Feldman's done that's actually worth your time. <laughs> I honestly can't think of too many other than uh, Teenage Mutant oh, Ninja no, Turtles. Oh no, dude, Stand by Me, get out of here, and Goonies. Oh, I always on. forget he's in Stand by Me. I and always Goonies. Forget. Yeah, I Goonies. Always and, he's forget. In, and he's in Gremlins, right? And he's he is in Gremlins. Yeah. yeah. And he's and in Lost Boys, which any, you know, and, oh, how can I? F- if you were a teenage girl in the eighties, was like true. your favorite movie of all time. I forgot that he was also in. Uh, let's see if I can find it here, so I can get the right. Friday the Thirteenth, A New Beginning. How could I forget? Yeah, <laughs> I do always forget that he was like a legitimate actor in the Stand By Me era. He <laughs> was in something forget. recent that we reviewed. He was. Yes, wasn't he? I don't Zero know. Zero Dark Thirty. Okay, that wasn't it. I don't think we reviewed that. No, we didn't review that yet. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't think he was. Never mind. Probably thinking of somebody else from the 80s. Probably. Probably. Probably Probably thinking (laughs) of some other Corey. Yeah, probably. Some other Corey, like the one that died. Uh, Oh, is he dead? The other one. I feel bad about that now. Corey Feldman didn't die. I know that. The other other Corey. Who's the other Corey? Corey Hain. Huh? Corey Hain. Oh, they were at, they were like at the same time. Yeah, they were just the Corys. Yeah, I always forget that he was in Stand by Me, and I always forget he was in the Goonies. Uh, so yeah, Corey Feldman's done quite a bit until 1989, and then it all fell apart. 
<laughs> License to Drive. I used to like that one too. I never saw that one. He's he's like the main guy in that. Oh right, he's. I didn't realize that he was the voice of Donatello. Yeah. I didn't yeah. Know that. That's funny. Yeah. Not even the right type in my mind. Like Donatello's being the nerdy nerd. Yeah. Like, you'd think he would be Michelangelo's voice or something. Or Raphael he, do, he does or a re- he does a really good more. job as Donatello. I thought you know really really enjoyed it. So. All right, well, that about wraps it up here for us on End of the Critic. As always, I want to remind everybody to find us on Facebook, hit that like button, validate me still doing this. Uh, so it, 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 it keeps me it keeps We me desire going. but one thing from you, listener, to validate our existence. That's right. Well, Chris's existence. Well, yeah. yeah. Well. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a good excuse when I have to like go do something, and I'm like, i got to go watch a movie for the podcast. Sorry, I have to. Right. The fans are demanding right. it. Before you just watch them, like, what am I doing with my life? I'm watching so <laughs> no, before many movies. No, before I watched them, my loved ones would go, what is he doing with his life? No, there you go. Now they're still doing it, but at least I have something to accredit with. Well, our Chris, he has this uh, cast pod thing. <laughs> it's great. He's on the radio. Yeah. He's on the radio. It's, uh, it's it, you can listen at, to it any time. At this point, though. that's just what I, t- uh, that's what I would tell my parents. Like, they'd be like, what are you doing? I'm doing this podcast. What's that? It's like a radio show. That's all, that's all I tell. Yeah, it's like a radio show. That's all oh, I tell wow, people who don't know what podcasts so are. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's not really broadcast <laughs> per se. I mean, it. How much does it pay? Click, it doesn't. You can click uh, a link and find it. it <laughs> What's the link again? <laughs> What's okay. the link? So. Yeah, it's a radio show. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> next, uh, next shit. Oh, the next movie we're doing, uh, the Hobbit, the Battle of the Five Armies, the, the, the latest Hobbit movie. We're all yeah, the latest. The Hobbit Battle of the Five Armies, Part Three, Part One. Yep. Or its official the title, Hobbit Part Three, the Battle of the Five Armies. <laughs> or part or one. its or its official title, <laughs> the latest Hobbit movie. Yep. <laughs> and we're all pretty excited to see it, but for various. Very different reason. Chris is excited because it's finally done. He it's over. The chapter it's over on, on Tolkien movies because probably similarity is not going to get made. So oh God, let's be. hope not. It'll happen. God is my witness. Give it a couple years. Give, give it a couple years. Uh, give, give it a couple Peter years. A couple Peter executives Jackson start starts like having some he, some flops. He can't. He, he can't buy some the executives. Rest of New some executives are sitting around looking at all the money they made going. <laughs> You know, it'd you know, be nice. There's still a whole gold mine of stuff we can do. You know, it'd be nice. After, I mean, we have all this money. It'd be nice. We could make more. We could make more of this money. <laughs> we could see, see all this money? See how nice this money is? Listen. It buys us stuff? We could buy more no, stuff. You, no, then you know what they... I think you know what they would do before they would do the simulator. They would do a gritty reboot of the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> no! <laughs> make it grittier. Grittier? Uh. Or a less gritty somehow because that's a thing we'll do we'll clean it up i want to see the time we'll, get, I we'll, make, see, it, we'll make it g-rated I, I wonder what do you remember how glossy it looked when they were in the shire walking around it stays like Hold that on. through the Seri- whole series. serious question wouldn't it be freaky if in our lifetimes our like society reverts and we go into like a post like post industrial type thing where like people just want to make everything super happy and glitzy again. Right. Oh my god. Or it's almost like the fifties. And like <laughs> yeah. all the movies like are just like super colorful. Right. We, we, there's, we like, reenact the code, the film code where it's like yeah. can't show a villain winning, like you can't show a toilet, you can't show you, a go, yep. you know, children getting hurt or anything like that. All, all the futuristic movies are like 
positive. Yeah. Like everything's Everything working out. out. Hey, <laughs> everything's when, great. Remember with the food shortage? Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> we invented something and yeah. it worked out. Everything worked out. It was great. Isn't the What's future wonderful? What's the major wonderful? conflict of this film? Oh, some crazy dog is in space. <laughs> and we can't get him out. Oh, he figured it out. Never mind. We're good. <laughs> Everything worked out on its own. <laughs> the dog figured out how to pilot his ship back to Earth. Oh, Yay! Parade no. <laughs> for the dog. Future times. <laughs> well, all this is to say that we're seeing The Hobbit. <laughs> so we, all right. Well, until next time, I'm Chris Clark. I'm Mark. I'm Parker. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>